Section twenty of The Wit and Humor of America, Volume eight. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Bob Gonzalez. Darius Green and His Flying Machine by J. T. Trowbridge. If ever there lived a Yankee lad, wise or otherwise, good or bad, who, seeing the birds fly, didn't jump with flapping arms from stake or stump, or spreadin' the tail of his coat for a sail, take a soarin' leap from post or rail, and wonder why he couldn't fly, and flap and flutter and wish and try, if ever you knew a country dunce who didn't try that as often as once, all I can say is, that's a sign he never would do for a hero of mine. An aspiring genius was D. Green, the son of a farmer, age fourteen. His body was long and lank and lean, just right for flying, as will be seen. He had two eyes as bright as a bean, and a freckled nose that grew between a little awry. For I must mention, that he had riveted his attention upon his wonderful invention, twisting his tongue as he twisted the strings, and working his face as he worked the wings, and with every turn of gimlet and screw, turning and screwing his mouth round too, till his nose seemed bent to catch the scent around some corner of new-baked pies, and his wrinkled cheeks and his squinting eyes grew puckered, into a queer grimace that made him look very droll in the face, and also very wise. And wise he must have been, to do more than ever a genius did before, excepting Daedalus of yore, and his son Icarus, who wore upon their backs those wings of wax he had read of in the old almanacs. Darius was clearly of the opinion that the air was also man's dominion, and that with paddle or fin or pinion we soon or late shall navigate the azure, as now we sail the sea. The thing looks simple enough to me, and if you doubt it, hear how Darius reasoned about it. The birds can fly, and why can't I? Must we give in, says he with a grin, that the bluebird and phoebe are smart'n we be just fold our hands and see the swaller and blackbird and catbird beat us holler does the little chattering sassy wren no bigger'n my thumb no more than men just show me that er proved the bat has got more brains than's in my hat and i'll back down and not till then he argued further Ner I can't see what's the use o' wings to a bumblebee, for to get a livin' with, more'n me, ain't my business importance his'n is. That Icarus made a purty fuss, him and his daddy Daedalus. They might a knowed wings made o' wax wouldn't stand sun-heat and hard wax. I'll make mine a lover, er suthin or other, and he said to himself, as he tinkered and planned, but I ain't going to show my hand to nummies that never can understand the first idee that's big and grand. So he kept his secret from all the rest, safely buttoned within his vest, 
and in the loft above the shed himself he locks with thimble and thread and wax and hammer and buckles and screws and all such things as geniuses use two bats for patterns curious fellows a charcoal pot and a pair of bellows some wire and several old umbrellas a carriage cover for tail and wings a piece of harness and straps and strings and a big strong box in which he locks these and a hundred other things his grinning brothers reuben and burke and nathan and jotham and solomon lurk around the corner to see him work sitting cross-legged like a turk drawing the wax-end through with a jerk and boring the holes with the comical quirk of his wise old head and a knowing smirk but vainly they mounted each other's backs and poked through knot-holes and pried through cracks with wood from the pile and straw from the stacks he plugged the knot-holes and caulked the cracks and a bucket of water which one would think he had brought up into the loft to drink when he chanced to be dry stood always nigh for darius was sly and whenever at work he happened to spy at chink or crevice a blinkin eye he let a dipper of water fly take that and if ever ye get a peep guess ye'll catch a weasel asleep and he sings as he locks his big strong box the weasel's head is small and trim and he is little and long and slim and quick of motion and limble of limb and if you'll be advised by me keep wide awake when you're catching him so day after day he stitched and tinkered and hammered away till at last twas done the greatest invention under the sun and now says darius hooray for some fun twas the fourth of july and the weather was dry and not a cloud was on all the sky save a few light fleeces which here and there half mist half air like foam on the ocean went floating by just as lovely a morning as ever was seen for a nice little trip in a flying machine thought cunning darius now i shan't go along with the fellers to see the show i say i've got sich a terrible cough and then when the folks have all gone off i'll have full swing for to try the thing and practice a little on the wing ain't going to see the celebration says brother nate no botheration i've got sich a cold a toothache i my gracious feels though i should fly said jotham show guess ye better go but darius said no shouldn't wonder if you might see me though long bout noon if i get rid of this jumpin thumpin pain in my head for all the while to himself he said i'll tell ye what i'll fly a few times around the lot to see how it seems then soon's i've got the hang of the thing as likely as not i'll astonish the nation and all creation by flying over the celebration i'll balance myself on my wings like a seagull i'll dance on the chimbleys i'll stand on the steeple i'll flop up to winders and scare the people i'll light on the liberty pole and crow and i'll say to the gawpin fools below what world's this ere that i've come near for i'll make em believe i'm a chap from the moon 
and I'll try a race o' their old balloon. He crept from his bed, and seeing the others were gone, he said, I'm getting over the cold in my head, and away he sped to open the wonderful box in the shed. His brothers had walked but a little way, when Jotham to Nathan chanced to say, What is the feller up to, eh? Don't know. There's suthin or other to pay, or he wouldn't a stay to hum to-day. Says Burke, his toothache's alms his eye. He'd never miss a fourth of July if he hadn't got some machine to try. Then Saul, the little one, spoke, By darn, let's hurry back and hide in the barn, and pay him for tellin us that yarn. Agreed. Through the orchard they crept back along by the fences, behind the stack, and one by one, through a hole in the wall, in under the dusty barn they crawl, dressed in their Sunday garments all, and a very astonishing sight was that, when each in his cobwebbed coat and hat came up through the floor like an ancient rat. And there they hid, and Reuben slid the fastenings back, and the door undid. Keep dark, said he, while I squint and see what there is to see. As knights of old put on their mail, from head to foot an iron suit, iron jacket and iron boot, iron breeches, and on the head no hat, but an iron pot instead, and under the chin the bale, I believe they call the thing a helm, then sallied forth to overwhelm the dragons and pagans that plagued the realm, so this modern knight, prepared for flight, put on his wings and strapped them tight, jointed and jaunty, strong and light, buckled them fast to shoulder and hip, ten feet they measured from tip to tip, and a helm had he, but that he wore not on his head like those of yore, but more like the helm of a ship. Hush, Reuben said, he's up in the shed. He's opened the winder, I see his head. He stretches it out and pokes it about, looking to see if the coast is clear and nobody near. Guess he don't know who's hid in here. He's rigging a springboard over the sill. Stop laughing, Solomon. Burke, keep still. He's a-climbing out now. Of all the things! What's he got on? I van, it's wings. And that t'other thing. I vum, it's a tail. And there he sets like a hawk on a rail. Stepping careful, he travels the length of his springboard, and teeters to try its strength. Now he stretches his wings like a monstrous bat, peeps over his shoulder this way and that for to see if there's any one passing by, but there's only a calf and a goslin nigh. They turn up at him a wondering eye to see the dragon. He's gone to fly. Away he goes. Jiminy, what a jump. Flop, flop, and plump to the ground with a thump, fluttering and floundering all in a lump. As a demon is hurled by an angel's spear, Heels over head to his proper sphere, Heels over head and head over heels, Dizzily down the abyss he wheels, So fell Darius. Upon his crown in the midst of the barnyard He came down in a wonderful whirl of tangled strings, Broken braces and broken springs, Broken tail and broken wings, Shooting stars and various things, barnyard litter, a straw and chaff, and much that wasn't so sweet by half. Away with a bellow fled the calf, and what was that? Did the goslin laugh? 
tis a merry roar from the old barn door and he hears the voice of jotham crying say darius how do you like flyin slowly ruefully where he lay darius just turned and looked that way as he staunched his sorrowful nose with his cuff wall i like flyin well enough he said but they ain't sich a thunderin sight of fun int when ye come to light i just have room for the moral here and this is the moral stick to your sphere or if ye insist as ye have the right on spreadin your wings for a loftier flight the moral is take care how ye light End of Darius Green and His Flying Machine by J. T. Trowbridge. Recording by Bob Gonzalez, Tampa, Florida.